Twas two nights before Thanksgiving and all through the church. Not a creature was stirring, not even a lurch. What's a lurch? I'm not really sure. (laughs) Uh, Hello, everybody. Uh, The poet wannabe is Michael (laughs) Puppis. Or a rapper. rapper. I could be a rapper. And I am Father Herb. Welcome to the 23 Podcast. We're getting ready for Thanksgiving. It's it, just a couple days away. This How, podcast will come out on Thanksgiving. And and we're not going to talk about Thanksgiving readings. We're talking about Advent. We are, but we're... W- once again, Advent starts right after Thanksgiving. That's not true every year, but most years. Yeah, I actually kind of prefer when it doesn't. Right. Not that I really get a say, but you just get, you get Thanksgiving, you get Christ the King, you get another week. Advent starts. I think it just doesn't feel so. Rushed. Unfortunately, Advent is always stuck in between the big holiday of Thanksgiving and then the anticipation of Christmas, and people kind of overlook it, especially when we need it most. Right. We yeah. This year we're just thrust into Advent. And since you said this year, you know what else is different this year? Uh, no. It's uh, this weekend. This weekend, of course, is Thanksgiving holiday weekend, and we know many people are observing. Thanksgiving in a whole different way. Yeah. But one of the big differences, one of the major differences, one of the most significant differences is Sunday is not the day after Ohio State plays Michigan. Oh, <laughs> very liturgical of you. Too. That's not liturgical, but it is. It's 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 a good thing. It's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant it was a good thing that the game's not happening this weekend. When is it happening? I don't even know. Uh, December 11th, since you asked. That seems late. But it may be a little bit, uh, well, it's it will always be important. But Michigan's been struggling this year. And I feel bad about that. I, li- I like good rivalry. Yeah. But I don't feel real bad. That, <laughs> not bad enough to, to really be be sorry about it. Yeah. I um. Do you, I put a little post on social media this week on our parish stuff about just asking a question, uh, do you put your Christmas tree up before or after Thanksgiving? And most people said they they do it after. But in the year 2020, we found out from a lot of people, anything goes because they just need a little bit of cheer in their house. So they have, a lot of people have their trees up already. Who, who wrote the song, We Need a Little Christmas, right this very minute? I don't know, but it should have been about the year 2020. Uh, Jerry, Jerry Herman. Was it? You know... You know Jerry Herman? I don't know Jerry Herman. Hello, Dolly, the guy who wrote the musicals. Yeah. And it was in MAME. And I That think song was in MAME? That's in MAME. Hello, we, we need a little Christmas right this very minute. I did not know that. I think it's uh, probably during the Great Depression or something. It was like during a very bleak time when they said, we've got to have some joy in our house. Do you have any Christmas decorations out yet? Well, I have a couple of nativity sets that are still out from last year. <laughs> Well, the one is like four pieces. Yeah. You know, it's good to have that reminder all year long. I think that's kind of beautiful. Yeah. That's great. And uh, I will put the tree up. I was thinking if it's really bleak weather on Thanksgiving Day, I may put it up. Oh, on Thursday? We're going to do it Friday. I don't usually do it until well after Thanksgiving. However, let's get into the bulk of the topic of Advent, which starts on Sunday. Yeah, we can't overlook Advent. It's the Catholic thing to do. Okay, here's my question for the day. How long is Advent? It depends on the year. Okay, tell give the how give the answer that determines the length of well, it's Advent. Christmas is always December twenty fifth, and there's always four Sundays of Advent. 
but it depends on the rest of the liturgical year. Yeah, you're right. It depends on the day of the week that Christmas is on. Correct. So this year, Christmas is a Friday. So we do have almost four weeks. But like in a couple of years from now, when Christmas is on a Monday, right? like three years from now, Christmas will be on a Monday. Mm-hmm. So the fourth Sunday of Advent will be Christmas Eve morning. So that morning we, we go to church and we hear the story that Mary is expecting a child. And yeah. you come back to church uh, Christmas Eve, that evening of the 24th, and Mary gives birth. dun da da, da. Through pre- the magic pre- of television. No, liturgical. Through the magic of liturgy. <laughs> yeah. So that year... Advent will be very short, really just three three weeks in a day. Sure. But uh, this this year's kind of nice because we, we get to celebrate uh, Christmas Thursday, Friday, and then we get right into the Feast of the Holy Family Saturday, Sunday. And we are, ta- I've been telling people if they are afraid, they want to very much to come to Mass, but they're afraid that might be too many people on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning. Don't forget, we continue to celebrate Christmas for the entire octave and actually even a couple of weeks after that. Sure. But uh, the Sunday after Christmas, the Feast of Holy Family is really still a celebration of Christmas. Uh, it goes on. It does, you know, in the church, we don't stop with one day. Sure. No, one day is never long enough to throw a party. Yeah. You need, you need several weeks. And I think more than ever this Advent season, you know, talking about light in the darkness with as trying as and difficult as the last year has been i think more than ever this advent is important to focus on christ as the light of the world you know our hope in the midst of darkness uh be careful be careful you're stealing my homily for christmas oh really i was working on it oh, yesterday you want me to give it for you this year <laughs> i <laughs> i just started writing it <laughs> only if you let me play the music all right fine that sounds fine but i'd rather give a 12-minute homily than play a half hour of Christmas carols. Okay. <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've got Spotify on my phone. There you go. <laughs> All right. But first, before Father's Christmas homily, we've got four weeks of Advent. So let's and get... let me tell everybody once again, which they already know, and if, in case they forgot, there's four weeks of Advent, but the first week of Advent is about the second coming of Jesus mm-hmm. at the end of time. So in that sense, it seems like a continuation of what we've had the last couple of weeks when we say, you know, be watchful and wait. You know, like we had the story a couple of weeks ago of the, the ten virgins and five were ready and five were not. Yeah. So it's the same image this week. And then the second, third, and fourth Sundays of Advent are the historical coming of Jesus, mm-hmm. that Jesus came in history. So we go from the future coming to the historical coming, and then meanwhile we we position ourselves in the middle. Uh, he has come and he will come, but he comes in mystery to us today. Sure, and I think it's important to note too with the start of the n- new liturgical year, we are entering year B. Year B, which is Mark's gospel, and it's uh, three years. There's a three-year cycle. A, B, C. Matthew, Mark, Luke. And anytime I say that, people always say, what about poor John? Doesn't he get a year? Well, guess what? John gets included in all three years, but especially in the year of Mark, because Mark's gospel is so short. Mm -hmm. Do you know how short Mark's gospel is? This sounds like a joke. Uh, (laughs) Mark's gospel walks into a bar. Yeah. No, 
No, I don't know. It how is short by it far is. the shortest. It's only sixteen chapters. Is it really that short? It is very short. Oh, wow. And we are on chapter thirteen this week. We start Mark in chapter. <gasps> it's almost thir- over. Well, because we're talking about the end times. Sure. We we start at the end. Uh, unlike Julie Andrews, start at the very beginning. No, we start at the very end and work our way back. Okay. So we we start in chapter thirteen. Chapter fourteen of Mark's gospel is the Last Supper. And then it goes on to. Um, the the uh, the patient account mm-hmm. and a very short uh, presentation of the resurrection, so we're starting at the end, and then we're going to go back to the beginning. A very good place to start. Eventually, yeah. <laughs> when we get there. Okay, so uh, we're going to start at thirteen, and uh, would you like to read the gospel today? I would. We're uh, as Father said, chapter thirteen, verses thirty-three through thirty-seven. A lot of threes. 13, 33, 37. At the 23rd. Jesus said to his disciples, Be watchful, be alert. You do not know when the time will come. It is like a man traveling abroad. He leaves home and places his servants in charge, each with his own work, and orders the gatekeeper to be on the watch. Watch, therefore. You do not know when the Lord of the house is coming, whether in the evening or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or in the morning. May he not come suddenly and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all. Watch. This needs like a scary soundtrack behind it. Well, that is an interesting thing. For some people, this is about fear. For others, it's about hope. This needs a hopeful soundtrack behind it. Okay. We can do both. I think it really does say a lot about how you read it. The last line, what I say to all, what I say to you, I say to all, watch. Now it could be watch. He's coming. Yeah. Uh, we just had the Bible study, our Tuesday morning Zoom Bible study. And Karen used the, the wonderful example. She said, it's like you're holding your breath in the right way. And have you ever noticed people hold their breath out of fear? Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched a scary movie and when they hear a noise down in the basement, they go down and you, first of all, you say, don't do that. Don't you know? It's never <laughs> smart to go down in the basement when you hear a noise and you know you're in a scary movie. Right. You, and, you, and you think, I would never do that. I would stay upstairs or I would just leave the house. Yes. Well, anyway, so you hold your breath or you can hold your breath in anticipation. You know, you're very excited. Uh, you're your loved one gives you a gift and you hope that it is what you think it is. And as you open it, you're kind of holding your breath. Sure. Is it the, the diamond ring that the spouse or to be, you know, the, your, your fiance, uh, it, you think is going to give you at Christmas or is it just a, a little piece of candy in a little box or a lump of coal? <laughs> did your fiance give you a lump of coal? No, no, I was never given a lump of coal. Did you give her a, a ring at Christmas? I did not. Uh, let's see. We got engaged in like in March sometime, I think. Uh, but but she she had actually designed her own ring being the artist. I think that was an important part of the process. So we she knew it was coming, but she didn't know when she it, designed her own fiance she, too. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't know she didn't know when the ring was done. I did fib a bit and I told her it was gonna be a couple more weeks, but I already had it. So that's there there was the surprise element. Okay. Well, 
it used to be, it used to be very common that engagement rings were given at Christmas time. I remember uh, for my older sisters, we're talking 50, 60 years ago, mm -hmm. she said that was very, very common that somebody would receive their engagement ring at, on Christmas Eve. And then she said, then my, I remember my one sister said, and then we'd all go to the midnight mass and the, the ones who are newly engaged would always end up, for some reason, taking their left hand and sort of straightening up their hair behind them so that, <laughs> and spreading their fingers so that the people behind could see that she was now wearing a diamond. You know, in, in my 15, 16 years of Christmas at this parish, I don't think I've ever seen anybody propose, at least at the church. Oh, no, it wasn't done at the church, but they would propose and then come to the church. Oh, I know. I'm just thinking, let's take it up a notch and do it in the Lord's house. Uh, a sign of peace. <laughs> well, we can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so uh, the whole idea of holding your breath. And so this, this passage is like being ready, getting yourself ready, being prepared, watching in anticipation, but not out of fear so much as out of hope. Mm. So the message of Advent is hope. It is, it is waiting, it is watching, it is preparing, and it is hoping. Advent is always one of those seasons every year. I feel like I say it every year on the podcast that we start it and we think, okay, this is going to be a good Advent. And then life gets in the way. The, year, the weeks zoom by. We get to the end of it and say... And this year they really zoom yeah. by. <laughs> dun, dun. Uh, and... And we try to say, well, man, I, I should have soaked it up more. I should have done X. So, so what do you want to do to, to really put yourself into Advent? Well, I think this year, as I said, provides opportunity having a little more time than we normally would. I mean, even here at the church, we're not going to have the normal schedule that we would with uh, penance services. And, you know, during, especially during the end of December, usually I have rehearsal upon rehearsal upon rehearsal, getting ready for Christmas. Have you, has anybody noticed that you guys haven't been rehearsing? <laughs> it shows. Uh, but we're still here every week. Um, but the, you know, I think we will have a little bit more time this year than we normally would. But it's still easy to get distracted with, you know, what we were talking about earlier. Well, I got to get the house decorated. I still got to get presents for the kids. I still got to do all this other stuff. Um, so I think really consistently it's about setting a time, you know, even 10, 15 minutes a day, whatever your, your prayer routine may be, whether if, if you have no prayer routine, creating five or 10 minutes, if you do have a prayer routine, maybe adding another 10, 15 minutes to it. Um, and taking in, even just the daily mass readings throughout the season of Advent will kind of take you on a journey of anticipation and I find the daily mass readings extremely important. Uh, I find the daily mass kind of the, um, what would I say, the, the core of my own spirituality. The Sunday celebrations are the Sunday celebrations. They are big, they are major, it's when it all comes together. Yeah. But it's the, the weekday masses with the readings and even if I'm not here for the mass, but the the scripture readings themselves, it it's the uh, the daily flow. Uh, you you it just moves you along from point A to B to C, and uh, it's very it becomes very rich, very rich. I think another thing could be um, 
music. You know, you were talking about Spotify earlier. Now, I will fully admit, I never usually, usually listen to any Christmas music till after Thanksgiving. In fact, my niece, uh, Madeline, I text, she and I always get into a little debate every year on when we should start listening to Christmas music. And I think she's been listening to it since the 4th of July. Uh, so I sent her a text yesterday, actually, when I was leaving your house picking up that Christmas tree. Because there was a Christmas tree in my car. So I thought, I need a little Christmas song right now. But I, I sent her a text and I said, I, you'll be very happy to know I'm already listening to a Christmas song today. Well, just so people know, you picked up the Christmas tree because it becomes the giving tree in church. So we have to have it up when people bring their gifts in. You have to put the gifts at a tree. Correct. Yeah. Otherwise, they don't count. Yeah. Yeah, they, we, we don't put Christmas trees in church before Christmas, except for the giving tree. Correct. But, so, so with all of that said, I think maybe instead of turning on that Christmas playlist, if you have something like Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, whatever, find, there is a lot of Advent music out there. There's some great Advent music. And uh, finding a playlist that would just kind of allow you to reflect on uh, the mood of the season if you pray with music would be another great idea for this Advent. Well, that's that's kind of the funny thing. The reading I talked about is in anticipation, but it's not in anticipation of December 25th, 2020. Yeah. It's in anticipation of a fuller sense of the Lord's presence. And maybe that's what we want to keep in mind, whether we're talking about Jesus having come historically or coming in glory at the end or into our own hearts in between. We want a fuller sense. That is the goal of Advent. That somehow, you talked about, I want this Advent to be better. Uh, it means that we have to quiet down inside and out. We, yeah, we have to just avail ourselves to uh, some reflection. Another thing I noticed as I was reading the gospel reading, it didn't say that, <laughs> it says that the, the man left to travel, and I thought, well, must be nice to be traveling in the year 2020. Especially traveling abroad. Yeah, right. Um, but what I really noticed next was it says, he leaves home and places his servants in charge, each with his own work, and orders the gatekeeper to be on the watch. So in this story that Jesus is telling, the servants aren't just sitting around waiting. They ha There's work to be done. There, there's a mission to be fulfilled, right? And I think in some ways that brings to fruition everything we've talked about this year, um, on building the kingdom of heaven here on earth, you know, evangelization, growing in discipleship, creating other disciples, um, that while we wait, while we are watchful, while we are alert, we're not just passively sitting. There, there's active work to be done as a result of the waiting. Does this remind you of the parable of two weeks ago when the man goes on the journey and he leaves five talents with one servant two with another and one with one. It's, it's a, a comparable thing. While he's gone, there's something to be done. Yeah. And we are the ones, there's something to be done. Mm -hmm. We've got a task to do. Now, the gatekeeper, of course, has to be on the watch. And the gatekeeper is probably, I don't even know. I guess there are some, like, monasteries. If you go to the Trappist Monastery, Gethsemane, uh, there's usually... If you go there and ring the bell, a, uh, a porter will come. A porter is usually one of the monks that's available 24-7 yeah. uh, for any guests that may come by. So the gatekeeper is not just the guard keep, keeping people out. Yeah. The gatekeeper also welcomes the, the ones who do come. 
when I hear Gatekeeper, I think of the newer roller coaster at Cedar Point, the one that's right at the front gate. Is at the front gate when you walk in. Have you ridden that one? No, I don't do roller coasters anymore. Not your not your style anymore. I used to ride all of them. I remember my it, back when I was in my prime. I'd go go on every roller coaster at least three times. Yeah. Sit in the front seat, the very last seat, and then sometime in between, somewhere in the middle. So much fun. It was, and I always loved the front seat the most, which is scarier than you can imagine, but I loved it. On the Gatekeeper, it's cool, too, because they have the two keyholes. So there's like oh, these two right. towers uh, that you, and as you go into it, it inverts. People can't see you turning your hand, but it he's, he's putting his hand out and reversing it around. Yeah. I'm, like you're going through a, a, a keyhole. I feel like that's very biblical too. We'll talk about that some. The 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 biblical implications of roller coasters at Cedar Point. A handy guide with Father Herb and Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Next so time. it, but I don't know if Advent is like a roller coaster. Uh, maybe the the entire Advent Christmas season together would be. Yeah. Because our our emotions do go all over the place. And let's be honest, this year is unlike other years. Sure. I hope that all those people who say, well, this is our tradition, are going to be willing to say, well, it might be our tradition, but maybe not this year. Sure. You know, there are so many people that have traditions connected with Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, the Sunday after Christmas, the family getting together. You know, I I know families that always get together for like a weekend between Thanksgiving and Christmas, maybe at a lodge somewhere so that they can just spend more time. They're not doing that this year. They can't. Um, I know Thanksgiving is very different from the past for some people. Sure. Christmas, uh, I sure hope that families do find a way to celebrate Christmas, but it might be from afar, and certainly even coming to Mass might be streamed, but they can still celebrate All right, everybody, let's begin Advent together this weekend as uh, you join us either here at the church or if you're joining us online, we look forward to praying with you and we'll kick off the Advent season and light just one little candle. Take care, everybody. Bye.